Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Merkaba Chakras. Today, we have sci-fi writer Nick Myers from Diary of a One-Armed Madman. He's here today to talk about his near-death experience. Now, Nick died from a freak accident at work and recalls a blissful state of spiritual emptiness, which he knows was not heaven or hell, but the experience leaves him in awe today. Now, Nick is here today to talk to me about what the Buddhist concept of nirvana is. Let's get started. Nick, tell us your story. So I've always had this, this play. It's in my dreams, but I can't picture what it actually looks like. And to me, it feels like home even though I've never actually been there. So anytime it's, it feels like um, it's more of a feeling than an actual place. It's more of like a, um, a positive feeling, like a feeling of, you know, like when you, so hard to describe. So like when you see a movie and uh, somebody is just perfectly happy in their home, like Mm -hmm. that's their place. It has that type of feeling, even though I've never actually been to it. So when I go to a dark place in my mind, if I'm having a dark time, even right. when I'm in my house, which I, I love my house, I, I consider right. it to be my home, I always have this feeling of I want to go home, which is always a strange thing to me, even though I'm there. It's, it's you know, it. I've lived in, in places all over the place, and I've never actually felt like I've been to this place that I think is my home or whatever. Right, right, right. Is that bliss? It's that bliss. Yes. It's, so it's that bliss. Like when typically when you know you, you've, you've come home, you kind of let your guard of the world down and you kind of get into your comfort zone and your, your own little blissful cocoon. And that's the feeling. But do you have any like images that you recall in this place? Yeah, it's colorful. Like... It, it almost like um like a, a, a colorful sky, like a brightness to it, like a like a the most vibrant sunset you could ever imagine. And I know it's outside. There's not like an enclosed building or space to mm-hmm. it, but it's it's you know I know there's vegetation to it. But it, it, it's mostly that sky, if you can even call it a sky. It, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just such a vibrant thing. Every once in a while, I look at a sunset that's really great. I live up in Idaho, so we get some really great, mm-hmm. beautiful sunsets. I'll see it, and it's, it, it's an eerie feeling almost. Like the hair on my arm will stand up, and it's like, oh. That it's like a recall and a lot of times I don't even remember that I have these dreams until something like that recalls it, it's like, it recalls it. and it's the same way with um with this accident that I'll tell you about that I had yes yes I I dream about it I know I dream about it but I don't remember the dreams I wake up in a sweat sometimes I remember mm-hmm. where I'm at and the, the dream is there I know the dream is there but I have no access to it. Have you done him? Have you done so, hypnosis? I had. I tried one time, and nothing happened. I was just 
sitting in the office and the woman who was trying to hypnotize me just she was not successful okay no she wasn't successful and she kind of talked her way around it not working and wanted me to do another appointment and i didn't really think it was right right it's something i'm absolutely open to right right if you're ever in the seattle area down the road just hit me up yeah um, we can try to do a QHHT hypnosis session. Go through the okay. go through your experience. I've had alien abduction hypnosis, so go yeah. through your experience. Then talk to the Oversoul, the the stream of consciousness and everybody mm-hmm. about your soul transcript, um, and see what um, what's in line for you in the fifth dimension. Okay. Okay. So, so tell me about tell me about your arm. Okay, so I think it's important if I, I tell you just a couple quick things. Okay. So I started out I, as a kid, I raced motocross. I started riding a dirt bike when I was four years old. I was a, a very good racer. I raced professionally as an adult and mm-hmm. I got hurt a lot. I destroyed my body and I rode hurt all the time. Injuries were just kind of par for the course for me. Mm-hmm. So um, when I I started getting hurt and when I was racing professionally, I started selling drugs to um, pay for more bikes and support my habits and everything like that. So when I got out of racing, I was just, you know, there was nothing in my life. I had this competitive aspect to my life for so long that was gone that I just dove right into drug dealing. And uh, I I got really in deep into that. I was homeless for a long time. skipped all over the place. I lived in Southern California, Hawaii. Um, and I got sober. I moved to San Francisco. I bartended at a very large bar for a long time. I made very good money and I got engaged. I went to a lineman school. So I was working on electrical power lines. And this whole time that I was working at this bar, I was like making up for missed time because I'm at this point, I'm almost 30 and I wasted half my twenties being a drug addict. So I'm saving as much money as I can, working as hard as I can. I go to the school. I'm 29 years old. Most of the guys there are early 20s, just out of the military. So they have a, a way better job aspect than I do. You know, they have, it's easier for them to get a job, essentially. So I took the first job that was available, and it was a very low-paying job in North Dakota. Uh, they were based in Idaho, so... They would fly us to North Dakota from Idaho. We would work 21 days on. Uh, we worked 12 hour minimum. And then we would do seven days off or six days off. Was it in the rigs? Yeah, the we rigs? were bringing power. Yeah, we were bringing power oh. to them. Oh, we one, of my, one of my childhood existing. friends, her husband um, is a GM, one of the oil rigs. Yeah, so. it, it's, it's all surrounds that. I mean, right. so we're building power to go out there. So after... Um, the 20 January 21st, 2015, I'd been working for like, I think 30 days straight, 28 days straight. I was having issues with my now ex-wife. She was, a um, an alcoholic and she was being an alcoholic in San Francisco while I'm working lots of hours. And so the pole I'm working on is a live line and I'm going up to secure a neutral line, which is a non-live line. Uh, I shouldn't have been doing this, actual work any other like a a bigger power company that was unionized or something like that would have never let me do this but we're up in north dakota we're in you know the wild west essentially so they're having me do stuff so i climb up this pole it's nothing i've never done before uh you know i've done this before so i remember i climb up the pole i secure my line around this bolt because there's a sheet of ice on the back of the pole it's like negative 40 uh this day or 20 maybe i don't know and I look over at the guy next to me because everything's competitive up there. And I'm like, I was telling him, I'm a very competitive guy. So I look over cause I want to beat him. I want to do the same job as him and get down to the ground before him because the boss is out there that day, which is a rarity. So after that, my memory blanks out. I, I was going up there. So I was securing this neutral. So I was putting wire across it and then tying it to the insulator. I put the wire across it and then while I, I guess while I was tying it, they think that I touched the tie to the line while I was holding the neutral line. So then the energy goes through me, grounds here, 
a safety device kicks in. This is 14,400 volts. Um, so a safety device kicks in on the line, the power shuts off, it lets me go, and my body holds a charge like a battery, like any, you know, any body does. So then it exits out my body to the pole. I don't remember any of this. So after I, so I tie my belt in, I wake up looking at the sky. And my first thought was that I fell. I was like, oh my God, I fell. How did that happen? You know? So I, I go to like push down to get up, but nothing worked. Like I wasn't paralyzed. I could feel my body, but everything was just fried because of all the electricity that went through. So I start yelling. Uh, they come over, they get me down and they, um, drive me in a truck until we get cell service. My boss is calling to meet an ambulance. But so this is the weird part. Like I know when a lot of people have NDEs and the word NDE still is weird to me. Like when I, when you say it, I, I still think like, Oh, that's something that I've watched on the history channel. You know, like I, I, the, the, you know what I mean? Like it, it still doesn't relate that, that, that is, that happened to me. So the whole time that we're driving, and from the, the second I get hurt, to me, in my mind, this is a motocross injury. This is not life-threatening. This is not, even though my hands are smoking, I can't feel anything. You know, I'm, I'm literally on fire, dying. And that, that's not in my mind at all. And Sam was asking me, like, you know, was there somebody you were thinking about or anything like that? And... No, there wasn't. Like, I wasn't thinking about my family or anything like that. I was literally begging my boss not to fire me because I made a mistake. And I don't know, like, I know some people grab onto their family and that's what keeps them from going or coming back or anything like that. I don't know. And I don't know what happened while I was out. The, the weirdest part to me is I've been knocked out. I've been punched out. I've been knocked out on a motorcycle and I know what that is like. This was so much different because even though it was only a couple of minutes in real time, it could have been an eternity. Like I don't, I can't even describe, like time didn't exist. Like there was nothing there. It was like somebody hit a light switch on my back. Like I was a robot and then time was just suspended and there's just utter darkness. Like not even black, but just not like blackout drunk, but just gone. Whatever happened there, I, I can't explain. And it's, it's disturbing, like to the point where I, and also it, it's curious. Like, I want to know what happened. Like, um, you know, did I, did I get to go stretch, you know, in another dimension, wherever we go? Did I just get to go stretch my astral legs for a while? Did the electricity just fry my brain for a second and turn me off like a light bulb and then back on? I, I, I want those answers, but I'm also terrified of what they're going to be. You said that you, 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 you're possibly terrified of the answers. What yeah. are you afraid of? What answers would, would, would you be afraid of? That there's nothing that maybe that, that just nothing happened. Like I, I, I would like to believe that I could have learned something mm -hmm. or been shown something beyond what we can normally see. And I'd be terrified to get deep enough to see that that didn't happen. You know, well, let me ask it's you something. changed me so deeply that something had to have happened. Right. Let me ask you something. You know, that feeling that you described that bliss that you feel you feel when you're in that dream state yes is it the same energy this is the same feeling no it's a feeling of of nothingness like something was taken from me that you was no there was no emotion there was no peace or calm or serenity no it, you, just an absence of everything it's like there mm -hmm. it's it's like I know something was there and it was just removed and maybe it's deep down. I, I just, mm -hmm. I know there's something there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So um, typically that's what they call the void. Yes. That's exactly. Yes. That's what they call the void. 
So um, typically, people who have these experiences, when they come out and they have no memory or they have most of the memory gone, it's because it's not for them to have those memory in this lifetime mm-hmm. uh, or have full understanding of those memories. They'll get it back when they pass on. They'll get the fullness of everything will be turned back up. But so that you can focus on your life here and you can focus on um, living the best version of you here. Sometimes they take away that. Sometimes they take away that memory of that experience in the spirit world or past the void. Um, if you, if you're so rest in the spirit world because that's where it rests, then that's one thing. But some souls actually go beyond the spirit world because they don't want to play the game of life again. They be, they go beyond the spirit world and they let go of the ego and they go to the void and they go to what Buddhists call nirvana. Mm-hmm. And nirvana is like a zero point. Um, it is where you get reabsorbed with the universal one mind. And it's like um, in order for... And this is, I'm just talking Buddhism here. Yeah, but yeah. In, uh, I, I love it. I'm interested. Okay. In order for consciousness or the universe one mind to create anything, it has to create polarity. In order to create down, it has to create up. Okay. In order to create light, it has to create dark. It has yin to create the illusion, the yin and the yang. It has to create those dualities. When you go to the void, not, there's nothing being created because it's in a resting state. Okay. okay. You come out of it, then the yin yang starts happening, and that's how creation starts happening okay. in the in the creative world that souls exist in when they um, go through the through the spirit world and they talk to their life planner and they you know make their plans on reincarnating again into whatever game they want to play, whether it's on Earth or another universe or another dimension or whatever. That's for them to figure out what they want to experience, but if you are done with all the games, some souls just want to go back to the void mm-hmm. where there's like, it's not bad. It's just internal peace. It's an eternal slumber. Okay. There's the, there's, it's just kind of like um, the universe doesn't even have a sound. It's soundless. That's exactly what I, what I felt like it was. So yeah. So you're I still have stuff to do. Yeah, you still have stuff to do. And when you go there, the universe is soundless. The universe is when it's in its state. It's soundless, it's shapeless, it's nothing. That's what the Buddhists call it's the nothingness of the universe of one mind. It's the emptiness. It's the spiritual emptiness. And the spiritual emptiness is exactly that. It's the void of nothing. It's the sound of silence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, okay. It's, okay. Okay. It's the nothing. Yeah. It, it, it sounds kind of like for a lot of Western minds, they're like, that sounds horrible. That sounds like hell. That sounds horrible. Yeah. It, it's no, it's nothing. It's nothing. Like there's, yeah. There was nothing like it's, it's not nothing. good or bad. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just, it's like the analogy of a computer programmer creating a game a game board. It starts with a blue screen. It has nothing on it. That's the spiritual emptiness of going back to source. You're not, you're not, you don't have any emotion. You're not happy. You're not sad. It's just a blue screen. It's just silence. It's just eternal slumber. It's just like nothing. It's just eh. baseline. It's just baseline. Not every soul wants that. Sometimes, sometimes some souls, but but they, but you just get this eternal. Um, in Buddhism, they, I mean, they call it the spiritual emptiness. You get this eternal bliss, like all of the avatars who return to source just go through an eternal. They call it the eternal slumber. And actually, the um, the the. One trillion dollar Merkaba challenge that I'm doing in about an hour and a half goes over the eternal slumber of Lord Vishnu. Because okay. uh, he because he went to um, the void. So if you have that 
feeling and you resonate more heavily with that feeling of the spiritual emptiness rather than the energy of heaven in, in the spirit world, more than likely, if I put you in hypnosis, you're probably a source code soul. What's that mean? That means you're from the spiritual emptiness. Oh, you cut out right in the important part no. there. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, that means you possibly could be from the spiritual emptiness. You came okay. straight from a source. You didn't from, come okay. from the spirit world. Okay, I got you. You're so that shot out from the spiritual emptiness of the of the oversoul mm -hmm. and came into the physical experience. Oh, okay. okay. Does that make sense? It's really yeah, hard yeah, for Western I yeah. It's really I need hard to for start Westerners. reading. I need to read your books. I'll just start from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm only, four, I'm going to be 41 pretty soon, and I'll have plenty by the time I die. There's probably going to be a library and stuff, so there's plenty. But um, that part is going to be in book three. That's why the NDEs okay. are really good because NDEs typically will get two experiences. They will either get the spirit world experience where they mm -hmm. go back to spirit world and they would have all these different visions and yada 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 on the spirit world that's okay. where they reside or they will go even or their soul will go even further past the spirit world to a spiritual emptiness of nirvana which is what buddhists talk about because not all souls want to eternally reincarnate into different games of the cosmos over and over again yeah. Some, sometimes they just like, ah, I'm kind of done with the spirit world. I just want to go get reabsorbed with the consciousness of the Lord and just go in, into the spiritual emptiness. Just rest. Just rest. <laughs> it's just a resting yeah. place. I just want to go to the blue screen and yeah. just be part of the ethers. I, yeah. I want to just go into, um, it's like, it, I mean, Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It, That's what they call it, nirvana. Having you having you break down those different things, it makes more sense to me now. Like it separating the two makes a whole lot more yeah. sense to me. So a lot of NDEs will either go to the spirit world where they originally shot out from, or they'll go beyond the spirit world and completely let go of their ego and their individual identity, and they'll go into what Buddhists call nirvana, which means that they get reabsorbed with the spiritual emptiness of the, the Lord. That's yeah. the two places. Yeah. So if, so it sounds like you, you resonate more with nirvana than you resonate with the spirit world. Okay. So, um, so what kind of advice do you have for me then just, and that's probably why they didn't let you in yeah. on information because if you got oftentimes the problem with NDEs is that they get a sliver of the feeling of, of those, those doorways and they can't function in this reality anymore. You know, it's, yeah. it's almost like you have the, the best orgasm in the world and now nobody will, will meet your, um, your needs yeah that that it's makes really hard that it's makes really hard. yeah why go back when right right when you're already there that's why most ndes that i've found in my research most ndes um have very very slight um pieces of information even that little slight splinter information just the feeling that they get from the other side puts them into this constant journey to just do the best they can, help people try to be positive, whatever, because they're just basically buying time to get back there. Gotcha. So it was a gift that you didn't have a lot of memory so that you can function. Oh, otherwise that, makes, be... that makes sense because yeah, I, I still, wow, that's, that actually made me feel really good <laughs> because, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, a lot of it is a burden. I would mm -hmm. imagine. Like, I, I really believe that you know, ignorance is bliss sometimes, and it really is ignorance I, I about really, that. Mm -hmm. I heard a really, uh, a really 
brilliant guy, I don't remember who it was sometimes, say that if you have a certain level of IQ and it's not even that high, life is essentially unbearable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is really, really unbearable. And so it is actually, it sounds kind of cruel, but to take that away from you was the gift. Otherwise you would kill yourself so you can go back there. And you still have a lot of stuff. You still have a lot of stuff to give. Yeah. I feel have like a lot I of do. stuff. I feel like, like I have a lot inside of me just ready to get out, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you're so young and your 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 arm thing. And maybe the whole I mean that you know, in Buddhism we say like nothing nothing everything has its purpose. I just had a Mandela effect, a personal one with my husband where Oh. yesterday well yesterday we went to um a lunch date we went to this restaurant that we go to just to pick up food and i went in to pay to pick up our food and they had all squared away where there's no dining and my husband and i are like well we just sat right there a month ago are you sure and their lady wow. the lady's like yeah we have been um pick up and take out um this whole time we've never been open for dining so i'm like so my husband and i are looking at each other like parallel people hmm. wow this is a parallel this is the same gal that owns the the business that in a different in, in a different reality it's the same exact gal that's and, insane and we're not going to tell her that our first hand experience of her Just serving us her. yeah so she, she's she a, switches back maybe <laughs> so she's a parallel I've got yeah. another weird question What's for that? you. What's well, that? what do you, have you ever heard of phantom limb? Yes, yes, that happens. So what do you think Indeed. about that? There's it's like the ghost in the machine. It, you know, so my hand is still there, even though it's gone. My mind won't accept it, or nobody really knows. I've read so much about it, and nobody really understands it. It's all just you know thought experiment, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I've I've heard about I've heard about that, and they actually did some heart research where um, somebody had the heart transplant, and it's actually my my Buddhist mandalas book one book. Um, they did a heart transplant for different people, and it kind of goes in the line of the phantom organ. Yeah, and you think the heart? I've, tra- I've heard of phantom lung. Yeah, you think the hearts don't have any um, memory? But the, the new people that gets the hearts of the previous um, donor all of a sudden knows and picks up the attributes of the previous host. And that hearts they, have neurons in them. Yeah, because they, they're like, they don't have any memory. They don't have any knowledge of the, pre, of the donor's heart that they got it from. But all of a sudden, they're having their food cravings. Yep. They're having they can their, tell you what culture they're from exactly all of that here's a weird one i still have both my hands in my dreams yeah 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 i've never had a dream with no hands with no hand before that i can remember never once yep this is just your third dimensional so what is interesting with your specific case which is perfect for book three (laughs) excellent i'm glad that i I appreciate you took the time to interview me and i'm glad it's good for you i'm I'm happy for you burnt them because I was oh, so focused. No. I was so focused on tinkering with my job because I do IT in the daytime. So yeah. then I smelled it and I was like, oh fuck. And so I'm like, today, today, oh. just what is the deal with the day? One good thing. One good yeah. thing at least. I was like, can you use the one good thing? And so you thank you. You actually oh, thank you. because I'm trying to write a book about my life right now and I can't get anybody to read it. I've written like I guess probably 10 or 15 pages about myself and then two short stories that I think are good and I can't even get anybody to read it. So I'm just writing it anyways. You know, you just got to write it to write it. I wrote stuff and nope. Um, I wrote, I'm telling you, everybody is connected and I feel everybody's neck pains and oh my God, people, everybody, (laughs) everybody needs to chill out at this meeting, chill out because they are really, they're causing everybody else, um, neck pain the pain in my neck but anyways um all these 3d people are painting my neck but um my ankle (laughs) painting your ankle painting my neck but anyways i just write books because i enjoy it just to get it out of my head and free up space 
That's and what's that's, been great for me. It's really meditative. But um, when you do create it, you know, when I create it, I try to do the best that I can and try to be as, you know, well written as I possibly can because I'm really, it's like your art. Yeah. Then, oh, absolutely. I take it very seriously. Yeah. I publish it on Substack so my friends right. and family read it. So it's, it feels good when you get it done and you think it's good and everything. Yeah. Like yeah. That, you and know? you know, you it, might it feels just, good. right. And you might just do a bunch Even of, if no short, one's reading it. Exactly. You might just do a bunch of short stories. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to follow um, a, a novel or anything. You could just do a bunch of short yeah, stories no. about this experience, about that experience, and then just put it together and just be That's a short stories of your life. I'm actually, I'm calling it Diary of a One-Armed Madman. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Diary of a One-Armed Madman. And the thing that's interesting about your experience is that you actually describe what the Buddhists call nirvana, spiritual emptiness. So it's like somewhere that I want to get to, but I'm not ready for yet. Is that kind of how, or am I twisted in that? No, um, the, what you're describing, everything you're describing is not the spirit world. Okay. The, the, the nothingness, the emptiness, the darkness, there's not bad, but it's not necessarily good. It's just blank. It's just an eternal slumber. Yeah. Okay. So all those things that you describe is what the Buddhists call nirvana. Yeah. That's why I didn't tell you what it was until I got your description. Yeah. You didn't describe you're, the you're, you were, you were good. You're good. Yeah. You're, you're good at letting thank me go. You. I, yeah. I, I, I thank you for letting me get it out. Yeah. I feel better after talking yeah. to you. Yeah. So know? you didn't. And now I know like, I have things to read about. Right. Right. So, you know, sometimes people think, I didn't get the spirit world. Does that mean I'm, like, I'm fucked? You know, I didn't get the spirit world. I'm an NDE. No. You, that's, not everybody goes to the spirit world. They'll go to the place that they were last at. Their, oh, wherever so home, wherever home is. So if home last was the spirit world, that's where they will go. For you, you didn't describe anything in the spirit world. You describe home being source code. Yeah. You describe wow, home being so the Buddhist nirvana. Oh my goodness. So I'm so I feel way better yeah. after talking. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So <laughs> it's actually wonderful in a weird kind of way that you don't have memory because you wouldn't want to live a day if you did. Wow. That is so deep. Yeah. So for you, um, I would, um, because we don't really have a lot of literature, except for all of it's been Buddhism on, um, on Nirvana. We don't have a lot of literature in science on. Because how can you write about it? Yeah, because always, always, you mean they have some literature in the Vedas of Hinduism. They have some, you know, literature in Buddhism. And the reason why is most of the souls that ever experience Nirvana never want to leave. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And so they never want to come back. So you don't ever hear about them. You can't write about it if you're not, if you never come back. If you never come back. And the souls that experience nirvana, very, very few, probably like less than 1% of 1% of the world. The souls that experience nirvana, I have come across a couple, um, it's very few. And they basically say they never wanted to leave. They came here for the ascension of earth. They came here to help earth um, as she moves because earth is moving into the fifth dimension, which is a Buddhist prophecy, yeah. which I've spoken about in my interview. Yeah, I've, I've heard you talk right. about it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, so she's. And I've heard other people who aren't even connected with Buddhism saying the exact same exactly. thing in, in different forms. You know, right. people who don't even know what you're talking about right. say the same thing you right. know raising of consciousness it's 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 all over the place it's all so everybody over knows place. it's everybody knows it's happening exactly you know? so um and people who don't want to that's fine i don't care you know there's different games for everybody but anyways earth is moving on but humanity is stuck for the most part into the 3d games into the wheel of dharma and so um, and I found this in my hypnosis sessions as well. Um, and it's in the Buddhist prophecies as well. And as well as other traditions. But 
a lot of ancient souls like star seeds with different alien or dimensional backgrounds incarnated here at this time to not necessarily help earth but to help the people of earth yeah. ascend with her because she's like i'm leaving guys i can't wait around for you guys any longer but i've i've sent out the call for help and there are people coming in for help and it's a very small number but they're a source what we call toku children in buddhism we call them toku they're ancient souls directly from source I met a few in San Francisco yeah. when I was in AA. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's just, you meet some people and they're just so powerful. You just don't even have to hear them speak. You just know right away that this person right. is not like us. You right. know, I've seen right. musicians the same way, you know, where it's just so powerful that this right. person is not. Yeah, <laughs> right. Their their source their source code souls that they shot off. Um, actually, um, and I haven't really like I, like usually when I li- I listen to because I've listened to twenty years of this stuff. So, from science, from university, from you know spiritual different spiritual teachers, I've seen a lot of fake gurus and priests yeah. and pastors, and this, don't, I don't waste my time with that stuff. Um, but that's why I'm saying my one trillion dollar marketable challenge will come. But I'm gonna watch that. Tonight. <laughs> it's really fun. Anyways, yeah. um, and I'm glad you're in a good mood now, so you can go be in a good <laughs> mood for it. Yay! We're gonna talk about the the game show. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I wanted to leave off something positive before I take a hiatus for book interviews for like four months. So. Well, good. I'm glad you're gonna have some vacation time. Yeah. Too. Well, do something fun. The thing with your NDE, um, Dr. David R. Hawkins is actually, you write, you write it down, Dr. David R. Hawkins of Power I'll Versus. Be, power I'm going to be off camera for force. Okay. I, I didn't bring my pencil like a dummy. David... Yeah, David R. Hawkins. Uh, he's a doctor. He's the okay. author of Power versus Force. Power versus Force, um, and the Map of Consciousness. Okay. He, I can't remember. He, they have audio um, books on. I'm not a audio. good audio book person. I, I like to read. The you have to read. Okay. Yeah, so, I like to put music on and sit down right. and read. So I read all of his stuff, and I listen to all of his videos, and I watch all of his presentations anywhere you can find. It's what I typically do. It's like I source cool. it all. And um, he's one of the very few authors that I have come across in 20 years that actually talk about the void, his actual experience oh, wow. coming cool. out from the void, from his NDE. He had died and drowned, I think at four or three. And he had the same exact experience that you had. Wow. where he didn't have a spirit world, but he had like the eternal slumber piece. And he actually described exactly like you did. And he didn't want to come back and he wanted to die. But the only reason why he came back into his body was because of his father. He didn't want to leave his father sonless. Wow. So he's, he's, he, has, he has known about Nirvana his whole life. And he actually talks about going through the final doorway, the, the experience of letting, go, like letting your ego die, which is the only person... I've ever come across in 20 years because I let my ego die a long time ago and it was, it was like it was a little pain. Um, but he's the only one that I've come across that actually talks about letting your ego die um, and um, going through the final doorway okay. um, and the, the, the energy of Nirvana. Uh, very few have I ever heard anybody speak um about that and he there's some videos on it but you can look for it and stuff but there's some really good stuff here so that's good the well, other person as I learn about it i can learn to speak yeah. about it better you know because i'm a decent speaker and i, I now i now i want to know why i came back there's a re like you said I, you know there's something and he came back and i don't have an answer for that right. so i need to figure out what that is well what he he's passed on now and what he mm-hmm. learned about and he again does not have a lot of memory just like it was wiped but he mm-hmm. remembers the feeling 
um, and has the same exact description as you have. And he talks about coming straight from source and he doesn't know why he came to this physical reality. It's like, I don't know why I was born into life. I was happy where I was. Wow. I was completely happy in the emptiness of the Lord. I was, didn't want to wow. be born, but I don't know why I was born. But upon his death, he realized that the reason why he was born and he became a medical doctor was he was supposed to create the map of consciousness, which is what his life work, work is. And it is, um, it is how you calibrate the energy field of people's Merkaba. Okay. Um, which goes into the the game. So, anyways, but that that's his thing. Um, so this, and I'm sorry, I was gonna say yeah. one more thing came to me, and mm -hmm. it just like lit me up. So I have to do like psyche valves all the time for that, and like I have bad days. Like it's you know it's hard. Like mm -hmm. no joke. It, everything about it's difficult. I'm in pain all the time, and I say this to my doctors all the time, and it's true. Not all the time, but my psych doctor who I trust is not going to toss me in a, in a room. He asks me, you know, are you, are you suicidal or anything like that? And I always say no, but if I woke up tomorrow, I wouldn't, if I didn't wake up tomorrow, I wouldn't care. And mm -hmm. that's kind of, is that, yeah, I see the look on your face. Like that's, and that's kind of always been it. Like I've never thought about eating a bullet or anything like that, but it's like, you know, if I wake up tomorrow, if I don't wake up tomorrow, like I, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, my second, my, my second, when I was giving birth to my second, my first was easy. We got an epi. It was like, I could hear the fat guy from Hawaii singing is, you know, it yeah, was yeah. wonderful. Are you from my, Hawaii? Um, I'm, I'm from Laos. I have family oh, in okay. Hawaii. Okay. So anyways, my second, that was an all natural birth. It came in like two hours, zero to 10, two hours. And it was most painful. I had the complete opposite experience. And um, I had an out-of-body experience where I can hear this woman screaming and bloody murder. I'm like, wow, that woman is really in pain. <laughs> like, well, that's me. <laughs> and um, and I, um, you know, I, I like closed my eyes and I literally, you know, had an out-of-body experience. Do you want to go? And I was like, oh. And I could hear my husband's voice saying, don't go. I I don't know what to do with these two kids. I, I can't raise, I don't yeah. want to raise them alone and stuff. And so because of his plea, I went back in my body. Wow. Mm -hmm. But I was That's totally fine. Wild. I was totally fine to go. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's okay. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. There's plenty of help wow. here to help you out. But, um, you know, it's, you know, I didn't fully go to the, I didn't fully go to source Earth's and come man. back because if I had, I probably would be depressed yeah i would probably wow. be actually a, a depressed person and i'm not like a, a depressed person but mm. like i i think like i have weird views on depression like i think there's situ like there's actual depression like people mm -hmm. who are depressed and then there's being sad because you got your arm blown off right and i had a, a great doctor tell me one time like they they think I have a brain injury, obviously, because I got zapped, but they didn't do pictures. And I guess pictures don't really do much for you anyways. And the doctor told me, because my brain got rewired. I changed the way I looked at the world. I couldn't right. cope with it for about a year. It took me yeah. like a year to really figure out how to see things again. And he told me, you know, back in the Wild West, if you had bipolar disorder, you dealt with it. Mm -hmm. you know and he was just kind of like learned to deal with it and that was just a big like oh okay like i i can do this other people have done this for a long time mm -hmm. so that's kind of helped but you know i i definitely get depressed you know it, it, it's it's yeah. not fun <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean don't don't envy the ndes no um, i don't but I, do I, you I have would... six senses from it do you have six senses yeah Oh yeah, yeah. Afterwards? I'm, I'm on edge. Oh, I, I always. What are your yeah. six senses? You know, I, I, I because mean, it does hand, level up your energy field. My hand lights up like the pain in my hand lights up when I know something is when things are tense, when I know something's going to pop off. Like I've seen, I saw, I ran into somebody. It's, it's weird. It's like a spider sense in that phantom limb. If I see somebody get hurt, I go, Ooh, and it, it, I feel it, but it, it's more of like, I can tell when things are going to go bad. Like I, I, I feel situations more now. I can kind of, 
I've always been good at reading people. I was a bartender for 10 years, so I've always been really good at reading people. But now I can just read people from afar. I can look at somebody in the store and really, and maybe I'm wrong. You know, some, you, you don't know, but I, I look at people and I, and I think I, I figure out what's going on with right. you pretty, pretty easily. And uh, it, it's just more hyper aware of the world. Like I see things for what they are. I've always, you know, in dealing drugs, I realized that money wasn't real at a young age. Right, right. I had corrupt cops where I grew up. So I learned about corruption at a young age. So I've always seen things for what they are. But now, you know, if I see you know, something on TV, somebody say something on TV, I just go, oh, that's complete bullshit. Like, I, I just, it, it's like I am just hyper aware of emotions from other people. I can tell when you're, mm-hmm. you know, down or up. And, and that's just an extension of what I've already right. been able to do as a bartender. Right. But I feel like, I feel like I, uh, I never had like an out of body experience, but I feel like I've taken a step back right. from the world and it's easier to see the way things work and yeah, how you don't get to, click. yeah, you don't get to, when you're in this, that's, that's very normal of NDEs. Many of them come back with a higher purpose and a sense of kind of a higher viewpoint of reality yeah. and they don't. I mean, yeah, they do do the jobs and everything else and they, they live their lives and do the best that they can, but they don't necessarily engage so much with reality. I look at a lot of things as mundane. Yes. You know, I'll yes. look at, you know, it's like this, you subpar. know, I, I look it's at subpar. subpar. It's like, you want me to do this job. This is a meaningless thing. Like yeah. we've got, you know, big things. Yeah, I, I, I look at lots of things as being mundane. I look at people's problems as being mundane. Oh, I, yeah. I, you know, I don't try and control people or tell yeah. people what to do anymore because it's just. It's part it, of their it, journey. It's, it's part it's of their journey. It's changed me in yeah. such a, an unbelievable way. It, it's impossible to describe. I mean, my brain is literally different now. I never wrote anything before I got hurt. I, I, the only time I ever read anything was when I was in jail and I started looking at, you know, I was a big TV person. I'm a huge sci-fi fan. I love reading yeah, sci-fi yeah, yeah. and I watch everything sci-fi. And right away I started looking at stuff going, Oh, you, this is bad writing. This is really <laughs> bad. Like I, well, I was maybe. watching like the flash on TV and I was just like, wow, this is really bad. Yeah. And then one day I was like, you know what? you can do better than that. Yes, you can. Yes, you, you can. Know? Like, why don't you do it? Like, yeah. stop watching this garbage and go write something yourself. You go know? write something. And um, Netflix and a lot of those, they're always looking for submissions from freelancers. Yeah. So, I would just put it all on Substack. And, if you know, people like it, they do. If they don't, they don't. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's fun. You'll find your you way. know, I look at, yeah, I look at things in such a different way now. I, I just look at things as, yeah and that's why i don't like pieces for me, of a puzzle just a, an enormous puzzle pieces everything is just a right. big little you know yep yep, yep. So, so i guess you, like astronauts call it when they they have that overview effect when they go right. up into space exactly exactly like if you saw from where i saw you wouldn't be so <laughs> 3d yes but, you know it's like the that, world of an ant is one-dimensional exactly until they go underground Exactly. So, and that's very common with NDEs because many of them level up their energy field because they have a taste of the other side um, or nirvana in your case. So they level up the energy field. uh, And so many of them come back with a a little bit of a higher purpose, a little bit of, well, I'm just going to ride through this life um, the best that I can until I go back home. Um, And, you know, they're not scared of death because they know that there's definitely something more. Yeah, I'm not scared anymore. Yeah, um, and there's some, there's something more, and um, yeah. I so- never plug into a computer and do the upload thing like they're talking about to me. That you know that was always an interesting thing to me. I'm a sci-fi guy. It's like, yeah. oh, go live in the VR world after you die, and then you know you're already after in that, the VR like, world. Yeah, it's like, what are you even talking about? You're yeah. talking about a dumb little game, like that's- yeah, you're like you just. Life itself, the matrix is th- that we existed itself yeah. is the VR world. Life yeah. is the virtual video game. It's the video yeah. game for the consciousness. But, and it's already real enough. Um, but anyways, for, to each their own, to each their yeah. own. 
yeah. but you know and that's it's the the challenge with these experiences is that um you try not to sound callous to people's suffering <laughs> that's very hard because i i care less about people in a way like it's so hard for me to describe like i i ran into trouble like on sam's show because i was like you know one of the <laughs> points i like to make with people is you know people care more about their dogs than their family members and they've done studies on this so it's mm -hmm. like we don't really give a shit about people and he's like well you know and i'm just like oh crap i just said we don't give a shit about people on a big yeah, show okay. but you kind of get what i'm saying i guess yeah yeah it's, it's sometimes you have to like uh kind of yeah, sometimes, I mean, I, you care about people and stuff. But I do, but I don't you just, at the same time. Yeah. I, I, it's so I, weird. I yeah. can't describe it. Well, see, you care about the soul of people, but you don't care about their um, 3D dramas. No, like, they're, they're I'm so, individual lives. Yeah, yeah. Because when, exactly, because when they die, okay, so this is how, how all these different um 3d dramas conspiracies belief whatever you want to enable yeah. all these 3d issues this is how minuscule they are in everybody's life as soon as somebody in their family that they really love and care about has an illness and is dying none of that shit matters to them anymore it's out no. the window that's no. how minuscule and not important it is because yes. if it was important it would still be relevant in that situation oftentimes it's not which shows yeah. these aren't even real issues they're not yeah. real issues i was stressed out about you know i am sure i probably did way better on sam show than i thought i did i'm I was sure stressed you out did. about it you I'm know sure you i was did. all stressed out about it. it's my first time and everything like that and then i clenched my ankle in the back of the yard and i'm sitting in the er and it's like you know what whatever if i you know whatever <laughs> yeah 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 so the really cool thing about your nde experience again is you had um you you didn't go to the spirit world you went to nirvana that's so you went to the spirit amazing. what buddhists call the spiritual emptiness of nirvana so you can you can search and google and look up all the different ways of people describing nirvana there isn't very many because most yeah. of them don't want to leave nirvana because once you once you go through the final doorway and you go to nirvana the spirit world itself does not meet your needs so the spirit world and nirvana are not connected they are connected but they it's are? just yeah it's just uh there's the spirit okay so like for the universe to in nirvana for the universe the consciousness of the universe in order for it to create itself and learn itself it created the game of polarity the yeah. yin and the okay. yang okay in order for it so it's split off into all these different souls and so there's a piece of that energy in everybody so everybody has a soul but in order for those souls to experience creation learn and grow it had to create out of polarity a physical world in order for these souls to be born into i actually go over this a little bit in one of my earlier interviews on my okay. youtube channel um by hara 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 Kittish or something she's a german person but anyways okay. it created a physical world for souls to incarnate into these bodies and have their physical experience so they can learn and grow and experience creation in order for physicality to be created it had to create the opposite which okay. is the spirit world okay 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 there's the physical world now i'm on world. with you, I'm on with yeah. you again okay there's now the, i'm on with you again yeah there's the physical world and then there's the spirit world because once their their physical bodies die, they have to go somewhere. They yeah. have to go to the spirit world, and the spirit world is like what people call heaven or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, there's mm -hmm. lots of mansions in the spirit world, whatever. And oftentimes, they love the game of creation so much in all these different realities and planets and universes, whatever that they there's a whole 
interesting dilemma of the Buddhists call like the, re the wheel of Dharma, the reincarnation process, the pre-life planning. Uh, well, what kind of game do you want to play? So, you know, if you want to be in earthlings again or, or you want to yeah. be in earth in the ascension. That's great. Oh, you want to be in a drama then. Okay. All right. You want to be, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. There's so many games in the universe for you to create. And then you get born go back into the physical game but see this polarity that's going on yeah 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 the polarity yeah. that opposite yeah. you know for one to exist the yeah. other has to exist balance mm -hmm. but the zero point where it all came out of is nirvana oh, and if you get to nirvana which many souls do not want to let go of the game because they're addicts like all souls <laughs> are, are addicts to the best drug in creation, which is creation itself. We're all wow. addicts. Souls can't get off of the reincarnation um, cycle of the wheel because of Dharma. Because life is so good. It's so good. Because you could be a rich man. You can be the hottest female that all the guys want. You can be a starship captain you know, helping people in different yeah. planets. You can Captain create a planet, Kirk. you know, whatever. There's so many games that you can, you know, incarnate into because it's an infinite. So it's really, it's the hardest game for souls to let go. That's why a lot of ancient souls become addicts. That makes so much sense to me too, because I'm an addict in every aspect of my life. You know, I always have been. Motocross, drugs, you know, working, money. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, now it's, it's been, you know, working on my yard this past year. It's just, you know, yeah. it's always how I've been. Yeah. So anyways, but that's just the basic understanding. And, and, and the book three really gets esoteric. And I bring science into it to, you know, back up. But it gets really esoteric into spirit world and into Nirvana because they are two different tangents. But very few I really souls. like that point where science and philosophy meet. You yeah, know, and history, they all kind of converge in they one converge. area. And philosophy is yeah. just the most interesting thing yeah. to me. There isn't a lot of canon about, the, about Nirvana. And most no. of the description about Nirvana um, and the final doorway, um, you know, like I said, Dr. Hawkins talks about it. Yeah. Um, Cynthia Sue Larson is one of the authors, but she doesn't really talk about it very much, but she has, she tried to kill herself um, before she was a child. And they said, no, she's like, I just want to go back home. And they're like, no, 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 you need to be alive. So her angels said, you need to be alive because you need to, you have work to do. You're a critical part of awakening a lot of people who are critical um, people to bring out the information and help humanity. So, so anyway, so she talks about it a little bit, but there isn't very many people who have experience of Nirvana because it's very rare to be a source code soul coming into this reality, like I said, because yeah. if you've overcome the addiction of creation, why the to your addiction? Yeah. Except for a really good reason, like, Earth is ascending to the fifth dimension, and you're here to help humanity oh, ascend. Okay, okay. So that's you're the exception. That's the emissaries. That's the emissaries that's the you were talking about. Yes. Like that. That's a higher purpose. It's a higher purpose, not just for fun. Oh, there's so probably like, okay, not fine. very many higher purposes once you get, you know, I look at very few things as being important in right. life, like in the world. And every, I look at very, very, very few things. And I imagine once you... Uh, you know, or in yeah. Nirvana, yeah. very, very few things are important. Exactly. Besides getting back to Nirvana. So you, yeah. so you, so you, you, so some source code souls actually made the biggest sacrifice than any of the other souls incarnate. All these star seeds, wonderful souls, they didn't make that great of a sacrifice. It's the source they code. Doing... They're in the spirit world. Yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah. Yeah, they're doing so, something fun. They're doing something fun. They're still playing in the game. Yeah, yeah. It's the source code souls that made the biggest sacrifice to say, I'm going to take the drug to help the people in the game wow. for, for the soul 
for the oversoul to ascend and for the earth to ascend for a bigger purpose. But I need Every help. time you say oversoul, it always creeps me out because it's yeah. like childhood's in. Have you ever yeah, heard that I one? Know, right? Oh, the yeah, overmind. The, you know, the overmind. You say the universal one me. mind. We just call it the yeah. universal one mind. Yeah. Um, or, and there's so many, and like, like I said, I've heard that mm-hmm. in so many different places in science fiction and philosophy and mm-hmm. don't even interact with what you're, you're talking yeah. about. It's, it's really Maybe, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 we're getting really esoteric because there isn't a lot, like I said, there isn't a lot of source, um, you know, like the, the Toku children is the only example in buddhism that we have of source called souls that came straight from heaven mm-hmm. or straight from the source okay um and um usually like they usually become avatars um okay so like like yeshua ben yosef yeah. yeshua jesus he's an avatar yeah, 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 yeah. source called soul uh-huh. um yeah <laughs> Kuan Yin, Tara, all of these like master teachers are souls called souls because they can teach about the eternal game that souls play in physicality because they know I, the whole game because they're gone beyond the game board to the, being the game makers. This is an interest. You'll probably find this interesting. When mm-hmm. I was in college in, in San Francisco, I took a women's studies English class and I, mm-hmm. I was like 25. I had no idea what I, I didn't even know what that was. I was just right. needed an English class. Mm-hmm. And uh, my teacher was amazing. It's just the best class I've ever taken. And yeah, yeah. we studied, we studied Tibet and the Dalai Lama and their relationship with China for the entire semester. And she brought in this woman who had been persecuted in Tibet. And she actually interviewed the Dalai Lama for an entire day for mm-hmm. her book. And she talked to us for two days about awesome. what it was like talking to the Dalai Lama. It, nobody even spoke. You just sat there and just please keep talking. You know, everything she said was amazing. It was just, just absorbing the, the energy. Elect- yes, it was the most electrifying. One of the most, like you were saying, which some people are just larger than, than larger than their bodies. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't remember anything else about that school except for her. You yeah, know, that, that's what that made it worth it. Just yeah, and I still, you know, a guy like me, a, a racer, you know, you you would never find me in a women's studies class right, for the right, most right. part. I took it by accident, but it's the best class I've ever taken in any mm-hmm. school ever. Yeah. It was amazing. It's amazing. Well, that's good. That's a really good. That's a really good opportunity that you got the fortune to get into. But um, I love talking to you. It's fun. Yeah, you, you, too. you know, maybe like um. Uh, it's too bad you already did the thing with um maybe when I come back in for book three, I'll hit up Sam. Let's talk about book three because we'll talk about NDEs. We'll bring Nick in because Nick has an interesting perspective. That'd be great. He has um experience in Nirvana. That'd be great. I'd so so I'm, I hope I'm that clarifies you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I feel I so much ter- better. better. Yeah, You're I feel like, great right now. Where? Oh my god, I go. You're I like, wish my ankle was good. I'd go outside uh, <laughs> and run around, you know. I'd like, oh. That's funny. Have to go yeah. Well, consider yourself very, very unique. I usually say people aren't special, but you are unique in that you've had an experience that a very, very small percentage of souls in all of incarnation have the courage to do an experience, which is nirvana. Wow. Wow, that's okay. amazing. That's amazing. Thank you so much You're for welcome. talking to me. That was, You're this welcome. has been great. I had a great time talking to you. Oh, good, You're good. Amazing. All right. Well, I'm going to be on so in much. like 40 minutes on the okay, I'm gonna watch one trillion dollar Merkaba challenge. So that will be good fun. Good luck. Thank good luck. you. Have fun. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was a great episode, and thank you, Nick, for coming to Merkaba Chakras to tell us your story about your first-hand account of Nirvana. Again, you are one of the very few people who've had that experience and live to tell it. Now, you can read all of the different great sci-fi short stories that Nick writes on his website, nick158.substack.com. 
www.mercabachakras.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us at Merkaba Chakras. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.